Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 409, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Lots to talk about. Another thing I need to mention from our uh, conversation last week was uh, we talked about Macklin Celebrini. And you said, and I did not correct you because I wasn't 100% sure, but you said uh, that he was doing the same thing Jack Eichel was and playing. Jack Eichel was was 18. Jack Eichel played his hockey season as an 18-year-old. Macklin Celebrini. No, he is, didn't. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He turned he turned 18 on October 30th. Macklin Celebrini is playing this entire year as a 17-year-old. He fast-tracked through high school in Canada. So he's actually 17 right now. So Jack was a late birthday, but starting so when, as a... So when does Celebrini turn uh, 18? June 13th. He turns 18 in June. He just turned 17 in June, this last June. So this upcoming June, he'll be 18. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That is, it's not the same. It's actually more impressive. And I need to say something else too, because I just watched this kid at the bean pot. The, um, 
he has 23 goals in 26 games. So this is what Austin Matthews could have done, but instead elected to go and play pro in Europe. Okay. So Matthews went and played pro in Europe as a 17 year old. And instead of going to college or major junior. Okay. So Max Celebrini decided to go to BU. Okay. So that's, that's where the, the, two ties. Now I'm going to just say one thing watching this kid score. He scored a goal, the first goal of the bean pot final the other night. It was right in front of us. This this kid this kid is Austin Matthews. Okay? He scores like Austin Matthews. He shoots like Austin Matthews. He's not the fastest skater. He's not as big as Matthews, but his release and his ability to make plays. Oh my god, he's not going to blow you away with his speed but he's going to blow you away with the way he thinks the game and the way where he places the puck and what he does and how he avoids hits and how he engages in contact. So this is this kid's a special hockey player, but reminded me a lot of Austin Matthews from how he plays and where he shoots from and how he scores his goals. So anyway, just yep. want to correct you on that because there's no better way to start a show than to say that you're wrong. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Now you can throw it back on me. Well, I was, about, just, I was just going the, to say that Jack Eichel was 17 when he started his uh, college career. Started. Started his college career. Yeah. When's his birthday? Late October, I think. Yeah. 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 So, so he turned 18 in his freshman year. He started his freshman year as a 17 year old, but turned 18. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This kid started his freshman year as a 17 year old and will finish his freshman year as a 17 year old. I gotcha. So because that makes of his, it because he's born in 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 uh you know June, right? I got it. That's all uh, that's fine. No, I that's think fine. he's I think he's an entire year younger. He is because Jack Eichel, when he was drafted into the NHL, um was a year older than everybody in the draft because of his birthday. September 15th is the cutoff. If you're if you're born after September 15th, you automatically go in the next year's draft, which Jack Eichel uh went in the next year's draft. So when Connor McDavid was drafted, he was a true 17-year-old where Jack Eichel was 18. He was a year older because of his birthday. But anyway, certainly not going to hold it against him. But Just anyway, you you are right. And and I will say that you are right. That's uh, you know, good uh, good pickup on that. No, not a good pickup. Someone corrected me. Oh, okay. So thanks for the correction. I, and you know what? Always, always looking to be corrected around here. Yeah. Especially when we say something, right? I mean, that's that's what makes the world go round. Accountability is what makes the world go round. Yeah. And I guess uh, if, if that's the case, then uh, maybe you should start apologizing to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Should I? Yeah. Tell me, why should I apologize? Well, you're obviously you're you're spreading rumors. You're spreading false rumors right now that uh you know, your statements and your sources are horse shit. But uh there's a lot of people out there that are not happy because Kevin Adams had a little chat with uh Shope and the Bulldog last night uh on WGR five fifty if you want did to know that come out. up. Did Middlestad come up? I heard it. Uh, Middlestad did come, I heard come it. up. I heard it after you sent it to me, and then I and then I sent it to the person that uh, told me. Yeah. 
you know, it's, uh, I think it was very clear, uh, coming from Kevin Adams that, uh, he is not shopping Casey Middlestat, um, but certainly listening. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Not... Certainly listening oh, to, okay. to what people, uh, have to, to say or, or offer for, for what's he going to say? Casey? What do you think he's going to say? Yes. We are shopping Casey Middlestad. Yes, we are. Yeah. So and what does that mean? Like what it what do you what I what I saying? what I love about this is the fixation on the word shopping. We're the only ones that said shopping. So why are they so fixated on shopping? There's there's an like who are we? Who are we? Why shopping? Why is shopping such a word that he needs to shut down? Because shortly after Dave Pagnotta, he was asked. Dave, hold on, he was Dave asked Pagnotta. the question. Okay, was it's he not asked that he came out and said, hold "Hey, on. you know, I just hold want on. to shut something down here." Yes, he did. Did you listen to the interview? You sent it to me and said, "I Do did your listen job. to the interview." Okay, you know he what he said? Asked. He said, "I want to talk to you about Miller." He said, "There have been reports out there from blogs about, but didn't say podcasts." But he said that we are shopping. Well, I know where you heard shopping, Kevin. I know where you heard shopping and you heard it through the bowels of the internet, but it started here. Okay. He didn't say he, he shot down shopping. He himself used the word shopping. He probably reached out to Dave Pagnotter or had somebody reach out and say, we are not shopping. Shut that down. You know, like there, there's no question because Why? Tell me why is shopping such a have such a negative connotation when it surrounds Casey Middlestad? Well, it looks like Kevin Adams is looking to move him. That's kind of why I think. Oh, do you uh, think Kevin Adams really wants a, to move him though? I think Kevin think Adams. Maybe that, do you think maybe negotiations hit a certain point where he's like, can't pay him that, can't give him that. I have to I have to look and see what my options are on this guy. I don't think Kevin right now is in a situation that he feels um threatened that he needs to make a move. Um one thing that people need to understand which Kevin clarified in the interview last night is that Casey Middlestat has two more years of restricted free agency. Kevin is in no pressure if he wants to go to arbitration on a one-year deal, so be it. That's fine. Do it. But right now, Kevin is in no um, dire straits to feel pressure about signing I don't know if he is or isn't. to a long-term I don't know contract. if he is or isn't. I'm, Craig, I'm telling you what I heard, and we're just trying to figure out why that's coming out. Because I think there's, there's I, I think to be, to be clear... I don't think Kevin Adams, and I don't know this, but I don't think Kevin Adams is phoning teams saying Casey Middlestat is available. Are you guys interested? That would be one way of looking at shopping, the word shopping. But there's also another word uh, or another connotation to this is that there are teams right now that are making calls, whether it's on Luke T uh, Alex Tuck whether it's on Jordan Greenway, whether it's on Casey Middlestat, Kevin Adams right now as a GM, whether he wants those players or not, he is going to listen to everything. 
I think you have to do that as a GM. And would that be classified as shopping? If he's having multiple conversations with multiple different teams and having dialogue with those teams, is that considered shopping too? And you could say, yeah, it is shopping. But the reality of it is I don't think Kevin Adams is going out of his way to get rid, not get rid of, but try and make a deal with someone else for Casey Middlestad. I'm sure he's getting calls for Casey. I'm sure he's taking those calls just like a, a GM would do. And, you know, at the same time, he also has a player that loves Buffalo that has grown up in this organization. And, and the player has clearly stated that he wants to stay here. Then it's going to come down to the fact when you start negotiating a contract or de- or starting with numbers, what do the numbers look like? Do they look like the Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins numbers of $7 million or a little bit over $7 million? Do you think Casey Middlestat should be paid what those two guys are being paid? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm still fixated on the word shopping. Do you think what happens if it well, gets just back? like everybody else is fixated at the word shopping? That's why so, well, people are tweeting today, right now saying, "Quit with the bullshit, PD, with your rumors." When I hey I when someone that works inside the NHL calls me and tells me something, uses specific terminology, I'm not looking for a second source. I'm telling you what I heard telling you what someone that I know that works in the league for a team told me. Okay. Had another guy reach out to me yesterday has heard the rumors about Zemgis to Boston and things like that and said, go trace back Zemgis's career to, to his coaches and junior. So I went back and I looked at his coaches and junior, you know, who was coached for two years and junior was Jim Montgomery. Where's Jim Montgomery coach. Okay. Yeah. In Boston. So there's obviously ties there. Don't you think it's interesting that um, all of a sudden the the fourth line reporter, uh, the fourth period guys uh, tweet about the Casey Middlestad confirmation that there's conversation and then that, but they're not shopping, but then all of a sudden they are the same people that have the Gergensons and Oposo rumor. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's it's like, you know, Elliot Friedman has all the Sabres information. Yeah, and how does he get that? How does he get that? Now, it just seems to be people are really tuning in to what he has to say because you have certain things that are happening. And one is the shopping of Casey Middlestat. Casey Middlestat currently right now is the leading point producer of the Buffalo Sabres. So that's going to be news. And where did, where, when he's asked about... Are you, are you shopping Casey Middlestat? He basically laughed at it and said that there's some blogs out there that are completely false, that I am not shopping Casey Middlestat. And my, my thing is that's, that's, I understand exactly what Kevin's talking about. And he probably is, is trying to say what, what does shopping mean? Just like I said a couple minutes ago, shopping can mean a, a few different no, things. But Number one, no, but you am know I what, going though, out Craig, of my way not, no, to try no, and trade Casey Middlestad? A general manager I don't think not, he is. I don't think a general manager is going out of his way to get in touch with all these media outlets and try to get his voice out there and have it known that he's not shopping. Like, I'm not trying to start a problem here. I'm just telling you what I heard. Is there more to it? 
if you're negotiating in quote unquote good faith. Well, what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I, what's I don't what's know. negotiating I mean, in good faith? From the business side of it, from the standpoint of the agent, does it have any effect if there is negotiation going on? Because in that in that interview, he said that they are talking and I'm paraphrasing here, looking to sign Casey. Could this have any any effect on an on an agent if if this were to be true? I guess there's a few different ways of looking at the whole thing. Um, if they are negotiating and trying to come to an agreement, I don't think the agent of Casey Middlestad would want to hear that um, Casey is being shopped. Now, Kevin Adams shot that down, that he is not being shopped. But he also said that if someone's going to call on Casey, he's going to listen. If someone's going to call on on any player in the organization, he said he was going to listen. I think you have to listen at this point and and where the team is at. Now, it just comes back to what is the terminology of shopping. Is Kevin Adams going out and calling teams? I don't think he's done that. I think there's teams that have shown interest in Casey. I think that they know that he's having a good year. I think they know that he's 25 years old. I think they know that he's got uh, the best years of his career ahead of him. And he's, he's an asset that maybe because things aren't going well in Buffalo, that teams are probably thinking, hey, I might be able to get a really good player from Buffalo or steal a really good player from Buffalo. Now, Kevin Adams is going to listen to all of these things. He's going to listen to all the people that call him. And at the same time, I think he's hoping to try and get Casey down to a contract that makes sense for the team. And what those numbers are, what Casey Middlestat's um, agency is asking for, to what the Sabres... Um, look at him and and what they value him as might be different, but we don't know. We the those numbers have not; they're not going to come out. Um, Kevin Adams has always been pretty quiet with with how he's done things, and you know we're going to have to kind of just sit back and wait and see, because if 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 Casey Middlestat right now is asking for a lot more money than what Kevin is willing to give then Casey, Casey Middlestat's going to be on the market. Then what do you think he's asking for? If you were his agent and you love to play this game, or what do you think they're asking for? What do you think they're at? They're probably asking for more than what Tage got. If no. I'm, if, yes, because Tage signed that contract two years ago. Dylan Cousins signed that contract almost almost one even year still, ago. Even still, if, they signed, if Tage signed that contract now, on the year that he was having when he signed it, he would be getting, you know, 8.59, right? So, yeah. you know, then that still wouldn't even bring Casey up to where they are at now. So to me, the max number that I think he would could be possibly asking for would be 6.75. He couldn't ask for seven. There's well, he has no on, business. On, There's no on, business asking for seven. Hold million. on. None. There's a difference between what you ask for as an agency, okay, 
And there's a difference between what you're actually willing to take. But what do you think he's willing to take? I think he probably wants to be on the same lines, pretty close to Dylan Cousins. And 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 for that matter, um, Tage Thompson. Uh, maybe, maybe Casey, you know, Casey feels right now. Right. I don't Casey know. right now is leading the Buffalo Sabres in points. Um, he's had a pretty solid season all around. Do I think he's worth $7 million a year for a long-term contract? Because you're probably going to be paying him a long-term contract because you're buying him out of, he's, he still has two more years of restricted free agency. And then you're buying him his, his unrestricted free, free agent years. So if he signs an eight year deal, you know, you're looking at taking that till he's what? 33 years old, 32, 33 years old. Those are going to be the best years of Casey's career from, is basically from next year all the way till he's early, early thirties. You're going to get the best hockey from Casey Middlestad. He's coming into his prime. Um, and I don't know, do you, do you want to trade away a player that has developed in your organization for so many years that's taken Casey to the age of 24, 25 to actually come into his own and play such great hockey now. And then all of a sudden turn around and, and trade him away. You also have, you also have a player, which I think is extremely, extremely, extremely important for the Buffalo Sabres in general is Casey Middlestat has come out and said publicly that he he loves it here. He loves the Buffalo Sabres. He loves the players on the team and that he would love to stay here. That to me is extremely important because if you go around the NHL and take a poll on all the other 750 players, other players that are in the NHL playing on other teams, how many players would actually like to play in Buffalo? You'd probably have 2%. Yeah, but I also think this is his listen, this goes both ways too. I mean, that's why you can't be heard, you can't be shopping him. Well, and this is also he has to this is his best spot, like I said earlier, to get paid, in my opinion. Well, it's not necessarily. Best, his, in, not necessarily. Let's just say hypothetically well, it's, it's, that it's he the, got the, traded to it's Calgary. His most, oh, Okay. Who's the number one? Who's the number one center on Calgary right now? Okay, fair enough. Good point. Na- Nazem Kadri, yeah. right, is the yeah. number one center because they traded away Elias Lindholm. Now they don't have any centermen's behind Kadri really. So now all of a sudden, if you have Middlestat that gets traded to, to Calgary, and this is just a hypothetical, people, you have a twenty-five-year-old player that is highly highly valued in that system in okay. that organization so so maybe we're looking at this wrong could we be looking at this wrong could the agent and the team and the player be working together to find a new spot maybe yeah maybe for sure it doesn't always have to be that the team wants to get rid of him or the player doesn't want to be here or maybe everyone's working together here to kind of figure out the so the best solution for everybody like case like kevin adams knows that he can he can get something good for casey middlestad and Casey Middlestad yes. know exactly what you just said about Calgary, that they don't have a number two centerman. Yeah. And that what a number two centerman could get paid on a, on a hockey team. It's, it's seven million plus. That's right. I, so I don't know why all these conversations have to be looked at with such a negative connotation. Yes, fans love Casey and 
sure Casey is probably saying that he wants to stay here because that also looks good for the team. Yes. When we say, is Casey being shopped? I think it's very different than a Victor Olofsson. Victor Olofsson, I would imagine that that um, Kevin Adams is making phone calls on that young man's behalf. He needs to play. He's a very good hockey player. He is just not, he's not what Buffalo needs in their lineup currently right now. But that doesn't mean that another team wouldn't value Victor Olison in a big way. So I'm sure that K- that Kevin Adams is shopping Victor Olison. He's going out. He's making phone calls to, get to certain off teams. The roster. Exactly. Now, in there's, order for that to happen, there's got kind a- of shopping as it pertains to Casey Middlestad. Yeah, like I don't think I don't think Kevin Adams maybe is making phone calls trying to sell Casey Middlestad, but he I'm sure he's taken phone calls now that now that it's out there, it's just interesting. Now that Casey Middlestad's name is out on the market, how many more phone calls do you think Kevin Adams is getting on Casey Middlestad? A lot more. Yeah, probably a lot more. Well, maybe they should thank us. Or thank went. the person that gave you the uh, you know, information that you know his name is out there. The other name that's out there is Salino Law. You know, we're talking about Casey getting paid in his contract. If you've been in a car crash and you've been hurt, you need to be paid for your injuries. Call the eights, 888-888-8888. No need to shop anywhere else. Car crash, call Salino. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Looking for a night out? Maybe go watch a game at a bar? Maybe even have a nice fancy dinner? Who knows? I might even get crazy and play some bets while I'm at it. And there's only one place to do all that. Only at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. You can hit up Stick Sports Bar and Grill, grab an unbelievable steak at the Western Door, gamble at the casino, or even place some bets at the sports book. All in one location at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Time now for Crash Course, presented to you by Salino Law. Car crash call Salino. 888-888-8888. Sabres almost getting to eight, seven, nothing. What a win last night. Little, little positivity we can have about the team and a victory. It's a nice showing at home. It, I mean, man, did this team need that. They, they played from the drop of the puck from the very, very first shift. The Sabres played really, really well. They played well at both ends of the ice. They played well defensively um, and offensively. They were buzzing. And, uh, you know, the the line, especially of Casey Middlestat, um, Alex Tuck, and number one star, Jordan Greenway, that line was, uh, they were buzzing last night. So it was really, really fun to watch. How about UPL? Another shutout. I'm really happy for this kid. This is he you want to talk about paying your dues? Holy shit, man, this kid's paid his dues. Now, just if you go back and look at his track record from the, you know, going to junior, being goalie of the year, I think even player of the year that year, and, you know, going to the American League, then he had the double hip surgery. He was up and down, all these questions. Look at all the goalies he's had to fight through over the years to get to this point. Yeah, look at him last year. At the end of the year, he was a goaltender, the fourth in line behind Levi, Anderson, and uh, uh, Comrie, and didn't get to play very much. Obviously, at that point in time, was probably a pretty frustrated young man, um, certainly leaving the season the way he did. But he came in right, right at training camp. Right at training camp, he was the best goaltender. Um, he was clearly the best goaltender and, and it's, it's interesting. There's that three goaltending rotation, which obviously we've both talked about how much we did not like that situation because it doesn't allow one of the goaltenders to get into a rhythm. And you have Uka Pekalukanen right now that looks as good as any goaltender that we have seen in the last 10 years. He is confident. He's making routine saves. He's making, he's just doing it all. And, you know, you can see that he's in a rhythm right now and feeling pretty good about his game. And I mean, you know, we keep hearing these, these little conversations, something that you spoke about the other day that, you know, um, Sabres are looking for another goaltender. And it's interesting that, you know, 
you know, what, what is that? Is that a goaltender that's going to be behind Ukebeka Lukanen if that's what they're looking for? Or do they feel the longer this goes that Ukebeka Lukanen clearly has shown that he's the number one guy? It's starting to look that way. Well, how old is he? 24. Most goals. Are you shocked really... by that? Yeah, I'm surprised he's only, I thought he was older than that. But 24 years old. Now he's going to be turning 25 uh, March 9th. Okay. But think about this. He's 25 years old right now. If you were to, if you were to think about, you know, the trajectory of most goaltenders that play in the, in the NHL. I had a number in mind. Over. I had a number in mind. 25, 26, you would say? As, I was going to say 27. 27 was going to be my number. I, I think know. 27 um, That's years like, ago. But now these goaltenders are getting younger. Okay, I like hearing that. That's, that's, that makes me even happier because this is, maybe he's in his, maybe he's found his stride. Like well, I know LA, maybe he's I just put the time in fired. He's had the back. development model. He's had the development. He's been, he's been to the East coast league. He went back to junior. He's been to the East coast league. He's had double hip surgery. He's been up and down. He's been, he's ridden the bus. He's been all over. He's had the fears. He's had the, he's had the emotional roller coaster for the ages. This kid, he doesn't deserve to get shipped out. I'm not suggesting that they are. That's that's not what I'm suggesting. So so that goaltender conversation may have dated back to the start of the year or or, or in the summer or maybe even as uh, back in November December could have been November December. I mean, who knows, right? But since then, this kid has emerged onto the scene as a and he's looking like a number one. Now, can you give him that right now? No. Give him what? Give him the number one title. But what I think what you can do is give him the schedule from here on out as the number one. You don't deviate from that, and you see what he's made for made of. You well, see, what haven't he's, he's played the last? Has he not played pretty close to the last ten games? He's played a bunch of games. Yeah, he's played a lot, and you know, in the games, even even the games that they lost. I thought that he played well. Like there hasn't been a game this year where I scratched my head and said, wow, like that was soft. That goal was soft. So what do you do with Uka Pekalukanen? He's he's probably the brightest, the brightest star that the Sabres have had this year. Um, maybe besides JJ Paterka, who's played quite well in his second year. But what what kind of what do you do with uh with Ukapekalukanen, you're looking at something like a two-year bridge deal, just something to kind of say, "Hey, we we recognize how well you've played. Um, go out, perform in the next couple years, and you'll get paid," sort of thing. Because well, I certainly don't think you want to sign him to a long-term contract, because I think you still have Devin Levi. Um. Is, is going to be probably, and I, I'm just saying probably, the future of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, and it wouldn't be a bad situation to have a one-two punch. And I think in the future, you know, Uka Pekalukanen and Devin Levi splitting games somewhat 
going with the player that's hot at the time. I think there you have two young goaltenders that are going to push themselves to be even better than than what they anticipate. So it's a it's a really good sign that Uka Pekalukan and it's and he's he's put his time in, he's put the work in, and it's really nice to see him uh start to get some recognition for for what he's done. So good on him. It'll be interesting to kind of see. I think he'll probably get a bridge deal somewhere around two and a half million bucks. He makes eight hundred and thirty-seven thousand five hundred right now. He'll probably two and a half million. He's played he's played twenty-nine games. He's got a two five goals against and a nine thirteen save percentage. Yep. If he can shave that down to a two twenty, keep that at nine thirteen. What do you think he deserves more more money than that? If if that's the case, well, they have thirty more games left. Yeah, thirty one games left, thirty games left. If he plays twenty of those, twenty two, say twenty out of the, what did you say thirty? Thirty games. Yeah, he'll he'll probably play at least that's forty nine games. Okay. Yep. If he gets that that goals against down a little bit more and keeps that save percentage where it is, he's not getting that bad boy under two. But if he can get that down, play 50 games, it's your starter okay. next year. That's your starter. And and I and I don't think uh, the Sabers would would have a problem with saying that he is the now starter. a one year of RFA. You gonna sign him to a two year deal? He's gonna want to. Th- he's this guy's gonna want another. He's gonna want a contract too. Yeah, he's I, he's not gonna get a contract. Three year deal. That's what the, all those goalies have been have been getting, haven't they? Those guys like Tristan Jari and and uh, even the guy before that. Didn't they get three year deals? These guys. No, Tristan Jari came off a long um, stint of his his uh, entry level deal, where he played that five year entry slide thing. Uh, then he then he signed a two year contract that paid him six fifty and seven hundred thousand dollars, and then from there he went to a three year deal that paid him three point five million dollars a year. Oh, that's the one. There was another goalie that signed a three-year deal. Uh, I feel like it was. I feel like it was uh, uh, the guy Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky signed a uh, bridge deal at three and a half million dollars. Also, so did uh, Matt Murray sign a three-year deal with Pittsburgh before for like three million something. So just so, so you know, so he's three years, four million per year. So just so you know, the year that he that Tristan Jari played in 2019-2020 season, and this is this is the season where he ended up signing a three-year deal after, his numbers were 33 games played. He had a 2.43 goals against and a 0.921 save percentage. There you go. He's also playing on a much better team. So for this guy to be doing this on this team right now, that's losing games. Yep. 
So you think you you think that his numbers, his contract numbers, should be moved up to a to a three year deal uh, well, at caps, three million? Yeah, no more caps going up. Everything's going up. The four million bucks. Jesus, he does what Bennington did. Uh, it takes us to the promised land this year, from worst to first. I mean, he's getting he's getting a six year deal for eight, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Sorry, I, I didn't want to make the conversation about the game all about UPL, and that's clearly what I did. I, I I didn't mean to do that, but I think the conversation is relevant as as the conversation of goalie. And and now it just it leaves me with what do you do with Levi? I mean. I think Levi is exactly where he needs to be right now. He's had some opportunity to play in the NHL. Um, he's played some very good games in the NHL, and there's some games that you know I think that he would like to take back some of those some of those goals against. Um, he's he's a rookie. He's a rookie goaltender that I think is going to be a very very competitive goaltender um, as he gets older and and he matures and understands the the pro game because the pro game is very different than D one hockey where he dominated, um, and I love how he's in the minors right now he's playing so the Sabers have identified that Ukapekalukanen has taken over the number one position and they're treating him like a number one they're playing him like a number one and. Instead of having Devin Levi up here sitting on the bench watching this, he's in the minors right now, honing his skills, getting better. And that's by playing games, which I think is very important for Devin Levi. The more games that you can play for that young man, the better. And, I think the uh, best thing... I was just going to say, I think the best thing to happen to UPL this year is Devin Levi. I think it pushed him. I think it woke him up. I think it I really do. I think he has taken it he has taken advantage of this opportunity and he's made the most of it, but he's also the most ready for this opportunity out of the two for sure, right? So, yeah. Um back yeah. to the game last night. I'm not saying they have to beat every team 7 nothing, but how do you get that kind of passion and emotion and effort on a nightly basis? It's almost like it's almost like you have a group of players, and I don't want to go negative here for a second, but it's so frustrating to see them play one way and then play another way, play one way, play. It, it is the most frustrating thing I think we see on a on a regular basis this season. We see more of this than we do, you know, back to back wins. You want to sit here and praise them, and they deserve to be praised after a game like that, but it's like you sit here and then you scratch your head and you think, where has this been? On a consistent basis, not the seven well, that's, nothing. That's the word. It's it's consistency. They gave nothing. They played defense first hockey. Their defensemen. I give credit to Clifton. I give credit to uh, Johnson. I give credit to hey. I give credit to Jacob Bryson who had a real solid game last night. I give credit to those guys because they just moved the puck. And they allowed the forwards to do what they had to do. And there was just a lot of really solid play. And, and here's the other crazy thing about it. You have basically your two top players in Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson who didn't get a point last night in a seven, nothing victory. Which six and oh, six and oh with Bryson in the lineup. 
You know, the funny thing is like, I, you know, I've not shit on this kid, but I just don't think he should be in our, in our top six, but I look at him and I know from what I've heard that the players on the team love him. He's an unbelievable. He works hard. He's a really good person. And it's like, do you have a problem with him on the team if he's the seventh defenseman? No. No, I never I never have had an issue with Jacob Bryson on this team as a seventh defenseman or even in the lineup as a, you know, if you if he's getting, if you're getting 25 to 30 games out of him a year, it's all you need. Exactly, right? That's all you need out of him. I mean, he's not here to be to be in the and if someone gets hurt, he might ride he might ride it out for 15 20 games in a row, right? And players are always banged up. But to have him playing in crucial minutes and things like that, no. I'm not going to point out that they didn't have Owen Power in the lineup last night, but other people have. You know, the team played well last night, and and we're praising, you know, a lot of players. Like Jordan Greenway played just fantastic in the middle stat and tuck line I thought was really good. Zach Benson. Zach Benson, damn it, man. Nice goal. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I'm sure there's like just an absolute, you know, weight off his shoulders because I'm going to tell you, like he hasn't produced a point. We've talked about this. He has not produced a point in what? 13, 14 games, but he's had a lot of opportunities. Like he is around the net. He is getting those opportunities. He just has not been able to bury. Um, and last night he got a big goal. I was happy to see him got knocked on his ass or fell on his ass there. And, you know, you could just tell that the, that the young kid was uh super pumped uh, to, to score that goal, which I think that things like this mean a lot to these young guys, confidence starting to build that. But right now, what, what are your, what's your thought on Tage? I was talking to my brother yesterday. We were catching up on Saber conversation. We never talk about the Sabres, he and I. He's just, you know, he's in and out with it and everything. And he's, you know, he's got the stats up because I had to drive home. And and he's like, uh, he said, he's like, what's going on with Tage? Because he hasn't watched a ton of the games. And I said, well, I said, I said, it's funny. I said, we just talked about him the other day. And I said, I said, uh, you know, I made a joke that, you know, he broke his hand, but his legs aren't broken. He goes, oh, he broke his hand. Like my, my, that's, my brother's kind of in and out with it. Right. So he's, he's like, oh, he broke his hand. He's like, well, that'll, that'll mess things up for a guy. And I was like, and I've never, I mean, I've never had to worry about scoring goals and, and getting points with a busted hand or anything. And I was like, you, you think he goes, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, well, he can find, he can find it in him to absolutely crack a few on the, on the one timer. He goes, yeah, okay. It's like fine, you can get through it on the one timer. He's like, but when it comes to like stick handling and holding your stick when guys are chopping at you and everything, and you know, chopping at your hand, and I don't know. I mean, maybe we were just making excuses for him. I don't know, but certainly not even. It's not for you know. You set it off the air. It's not for a lack of effort. The guy works his ass off. So he does. Yep. So I I don't know, Maybe and that's why I, that's why I'm not shitting on him because I I think the effort that he puts in when I watch the Sabers play, whether he's getting points or not getting points, he's still very noticeable on the ice. And I just know I've played with a lot of players like Tage, 
high end, high end players, and they can get frustrated. They can get really frustrated. They put a lot of pressure on themselves because they are, they're the guys and you don't win. You don't win a lot of games without your best players. And I know that Tage puts uh, pressure on himself. Um, I'm happy that this team uh, was able to do this without basically Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson, who are, are, are their probably their two top most offensive players. It's a really good sign for the team in general, but I just uh, a little concerned. I hope that Tage doesn't start to get out of his element and, and, and cheat the game, just play, just go and play the game the way you normally play. Um, the players that you play with have to step up because you know, you're only as good as the players that you're playing with. Right. So there's the ultimate cliche to wrap up the segment. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, like Tage Thompson's a hell of a hockey player and, you know, Kyle Poso, like he's been on the line for three games. I think he's got two goals. You know, he's played well. Um, Jeff Skinner has been a little bit quiet. Normally, you know, you want to see Jeff Skinner fired up when he's playing his best hockey offensively. It's, he is really pissing off the other team um, and he's vocal and he's chirpy and he's just confident and uh um you know that the line last night skinner thompson and and Oposo had opportunities they just didn't bury and uh i just hope that tage will not get you know because it's 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 not just been one game it's been you know it's been a number is this, of games. is this showcasing kyle I think his name's been rumored. His name's been rumored, and it would be nice yeah, to see him. Because I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams out there that are trying to win a Stanley Cup. There's going to be a lot of teams out there that would love to have Kyle Poso on their team. Period. Got 11 goals. He has 11 goals this year. I sit there and laugh, and I, I've said this for years. I've said this for years. And then, you know, maybe people are going to disagree with what I have to say, but Kyle Poso is arguably played on the fourth line on this team for a very long time. And you know what? If he were to have a bigger role playing with better players, more offensive players, Kyle Post would be a 25 goal scorer every single year, every single year. Last year, how many goals did he have? I don't know. A couple of years ago, we had what? 15 last year. I don't think he, had, what did he have? 12 goals last year. Right now. Okay, at 11 uh, okay. last year and 21 the year before that. 21 the year before that. I know he had a good year. Yeah. Yeah, I know he had. I forgot he had 21 two years but ago. But listen, I mean, is he is he going to be traded? Uh, that will, I think, ultimately be the choice of Kyle Boso because I think Kevin Adams uh, really respects these older players respects their opinions and and uh what they've He's done got to be traded he needs an opportunity to go win he needs a chance to go win that's why boston's a good fit short flight for the family if they want to go visit him on the weekends and stuff i mean you know, he's, you got to remember there's, there's the family element to it too. And he has a bunch of kids and he's got a life here. He, he loves it. Yeah, here. He's got a whole so, hockey team, man. So, so but Darlene has 14 goals chasing your, uh, your cousin, you know, 14th last night for Darlene. Um, absolute missile, not a bad hockey player, not as good as Ma Mackenzie Weger, but, uh, um, 
It's pretty amazing. Like, I mean, you know, Rasmus Dahlin right now, is he, is he going to score 20 goals for the first time? He had 15 goals last year. He had 13 goals the year before this year. He's got 14 and 51. Um, do you think he has the, ha, have the opportunity to score 20 this year? I think he I totally do. does. I think he does. And I think, you know, what sucks is the fact that, and I'm not, this is not a shot of the Sabres. It just sucks that this team is not good because he'd be in the Norris conversation. He will, he will at some point, we, we will see Rasmus Dahlin win, win Norris. I, win? I, I true win. I, okay. I, I'm not I kidding it. you. I think he's, he's sick. good enough. He's good I think enough he's to win it. Sick man. And once the team around him surrounds him with just a better overall game, I'm not even talking offensively. Rasmus Dahlin will always have points. He will always produce offensively. He's one of the best power play specialists in the National Hockey League on on defense. It's 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 the overall game, okay? Like right now Rasmus Dahlin is minus the minus 11, okay? And and I'm not saying that that's just solely on Rasmus Dahlin and he's the reason and he's not a good defender. Because I don't think that's the case. I just think the overall team is extremely, extremely young. I think they they don't have that uh, that not not they just don't have the veteran depth. Like you you know, for an example, we we sit there and we look at all the best players in the game. You know, Quinn Hughes is playing on a team that is much more veteran in Vancouver. Kale McCarr is is on the Colorado Avalanche. They're a veteran hockey team. You look at Noah Dobson. Now these are these are the three top defensemen. Hold on. You look at Noah Dobson. Noah Dobson, yes, 55 points this year. He's plus 20. He plays on a one of the oldest teams in the National Hockey League. Number 4 in scoring, Victor Hedman. Well, we don't have to say much more than that is a veteran laden team you know roman yossi uh evan bouchard from edmonton these are all guys that have older players you look at rasmus dahlin sits eighth in scoring he's minus 11 minus 11 and that is not because of rasmus dahlin is a bad defender it's because he's in an environment where the team is very green very young they're not at a lot of these players, you know, are going to be much better in three, four years from now. This team's going to be completely different. If they were to keep the same team, they would be completely different in three years. Just do age, mental, physical, everything. And Darlene is going to be a different hockey player. He's still going to produce offensive points, but the team around him is going to give him an opportunity to become a Norris Trophy uh, winner someday. All right, that'll do it for Crash Course presented by Salino Law. Car crash, call Salino.